Hi, thanks for listening to the Parent Stuff Podcast from The Simple Church. My name is Evan Semenko, and I'm helping to fill in host. Today, we're talking to Perry Reed, who is a licensed professional counselor that focuses on play therapy and helping children. She is great. Perry is on staff with us, is married to Brian Reed, and I hope that this helps you today to get a couple practical tips, things you can do to survive the next upcoming crazy holiday season. into the Simple Church Parent Podcast. My name is Evan Semenko. I'm helping fill in with Christy Aguiar to bring you some parenting advice, and I have a great guest today. Super excited to have Perry Reed. Hi, Perry. Hi. Perry, we go way back. Yeah, we do. You worked at the church staff for a while, Mm -hmm. and now tell us about you and what you're doing. Sure. So now I am an LPC, a licensed professional counselor, um, as well as a registered play therapist. So I play for a living. (laughs) Um, And so uh, I see all ages, though, but my primary focus is um, children, and I absolutely love it. And I work with parents on helping them to just manage the chaos of parenting. (laughs) That's right. And you're at Clint Davis Counseling. We're a big fan of Clint Davis Davis. Counseling. Um, We have about I want to say maybe 17 to 20 on staff, but we also have a Ruston location now. So there's even, yeah, there's even um, more people over there want to say maybe five to seven at that location as well. So yeah, it's a great uh, place and we're enjoying what we do. So everybody there, the beautiful thing is that everyone um, has experience with trauma as far as like we either experienced it Mm -hmm. ourselves or we have had training in it. So we're able to deal with a wide range of um, issues that anybody brings in. And then a lot of us are trained in um, different modalities to help people overcome whatever their issues are and what they're experiencing. Absolutely. Simple Church, we're big believers in counseling. I go to counseling. Mallory goes to counseling. My wife, a lot of the staff goes to counseling. We're big fans of you guys. And with Simple Church, we actually partner with y'all to be able to refer people. We send a lot of people over to you as Mm -hmm. professional counselors. And we have financial assistance as well for people in the church. So if you've ever considered going to counseling, you have kids that maybe you think need counseling. We highly recommend Perry. We're big fans. And she's also married to Brian Reed, who spoke this Brian week, Reed. did a great job. Yes, he did. I mean, I told him, I was like, dude, you almost made me cry twice. There you go. <laughs> and you like, heard it all. That's a wonder. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> I think it is. He did great. And we're big fans of y'all's family. You were a student ministry leader with me for a while. I was? You've been a camp chaperone. Oh, my gosh. I love that. You're I love fun. Now I'm old. No, you're not old. <laughs> but, Perry, I want to bring you on today. Today's title of the episode is How to Survive the holidays we're doing this the week of halloween yes there's already christmas stuff out (laughs) people are doing it early and early for christmas stuff yesterday there you go and the reason i kind of was telling you this is we have a little letter board at our house and mallory put on there can we just put the tree up and call it a year (laughs) and it's coming the season's coming it has pressure and expectations and stress all on its own when there's not a coronavirus and an election (laughs) and all kinds of other fun stuff going on so this week i just wanted to ask you a couple things that we could give parents they're driving in their car right now they're trying to get ready and get their mind right about Thanksgiving coming up. What are some things that you would recommend as a parent they could do to survive the holidays? Sure. So I'm going to go real practical and logical down to not. (laughs) Um, So the first thing is we cannot ask of kids what we're not willing to do ourselves. So as the parent or the caregiver, if we're saying you better behave and you don't talk to people that way and we do it, we can't really get mad at them for that behavior. But why? 
It's way better, Perry. If I just say do as I say, not as I but do. I can do whatever I want because uh-huh. I'm the parent, right? <laughs> um, and so we have to model the behavior that we want. And we know this. Family can be triggering. Family can incite in us things we didn't even know we had inside of us, right? So we know that holidays can be tough on families in general. You know, let's throw in the corona and everything else, right? And so for parents just checking yourself, going, how am I feeling today? Because if I'm a hot mess and anxious and I don't want to go, I can't really say, hey, come on. Be excited. <laughs> y'all can be mad about <laughs> going, get in the car, you know, um, being able to just to, to speak truth to it. If we know that there's family dynamic there that is tough, speak to that. Don't pretend like it's not there. You know, tell the child, I know this is going to be a hard day but let's try and have the best attitude that we can yeah and i think about so many families are split households or figuring out step parents and other sides of the family and absolutely what you say matters they're listening they do listen and another thing too is that there are so many um little dynamics that go along with this and then too you know we don't know what the holidays brings for people as far as you know death of a loved one um like you said um split families people are going through divorce right now nothing seems happy about the holidays Mm -hmm. um but being able to help your child go you know what this is going to be a a tough day so validating the child's feelings and then you know sometimes we have to communicate to them what i call communicating co-regulation we have to loan them our strength and calm till they can develop their own and so sometimes that looks like wow i know this is tough what can we do together to help you through this Mm. and then we just take a moment if the child just needs to sit there and cry we may just need to hold them and they're allowed to feel that so you know the the holidays are tough in general you add all these other things it can be even tougher we got to let those babies do what they need to to make it through but we can help them through that by being aware of what's going on in us. Yeah. Too. Well, it's funny. I listened to Andy Stanley's series right now. It's called Parenting in the 21st Century on the podcast this weekend. It's great. I highly recommend it if you're looking for some more parenting advice. But he yeah. said the exact same thing. He said lending your strength. So somebody probably got in his ear and told him that. That's a good. I said that You first. told him. <laughs> you were ahead of it. But that is so good. And so, again, I'm really doing this parenting podcast just for myself, even selfishly, <laughs> so I can learn. And I think I struggle with trying to push feelings in and you're fine. Let's go. Let's move on let's do it distract it and I guess would you say is there a balance how do you figure out like how much to let them wallow and be sad and then how much to kind of push them because I think Mallory is better at it than I am and I would rather just keep moving on let's go yeah that's a great question so a lot of times the balance never appeared right we either go (laughs) one extreme or the other right and so the balance is you have to meet the child where they are Mm. And so if that child, I mean, and I know some people are, I think about the uh, movie with, uh, oh my gosh, Home Alone. Oh, yeah. You know, Kevin McAllister. And the mom is like, get out of the house, get out of the house, we've got a plane to catch, we got to do this, we got to do this. And Kevin's like, I'm still trying to find that. I'm still trying to find that, you know. And it's the same thing. We can get so focused on we've got somewhere to be in, and we're going to be late if we're not, and this person's going to be mad that we forget to go, but where is the child? Guilty. Right here. (laughs) (laughs) So just being able to sit with them for a moment. And sometimes you have to put time limit on things. So school doesn't stop going just because your child's having a meltdown in the car. Right. Right. So being able to say, hey, I recognize that you're upset. I'm going to give you a couple minutes. You're still going to go to school. But let's try to take some deep breaths together. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that's the same thing for, you know, so that balance isn't, well, let's sit here and, okay, an hour later, they're still crying and you're, you know. um, But you do give them acceptance for their feelings when you Mm. say, I recognize you're hurting. What can we do together right now? Because I think my fear is like the real time example is shoes in our house. Nora doesn't want to wear certain (laughs) shoes. She fights about what shoes she wants to wear. And do I allow her to do that and not have to wear the shoes or do I put down so she doesn't walk all over me and pick what shoes she wants to wear well evan that is such a great question i'm gonna address another (laughs) issue there perfect so in that case you so there's a little bit of a power struggle right obviously happening she says they're uncomfortable she doesn't like them but we bought them she picked them out in the store and so what you do in a sense of a power struggle is you sidestep the power struggle so if you are a parent and you enter into the power struggle you've already lost Hmm. so the minute you enter it you're gone so and we're not in it to win it If we do that, we're going to be very upset at the end of the day. And so power struggles make us angry. And then what we do, but if we don't want to be angry, you give them choices you're okay with. What what she's telling you in that moment is, I want a choice. And so you could say, I recognize that you, you know, what shoes would you like to wear? You pick out two pair the night before. These are the two pair you're thinking about. Okay, you get to make that. First of all, she's made the first choice by picking up the two pair. Mm -hmm. Next, okay, which pair did you decide on? Now, these are pairs that you are somewhat okay with, but if she <laughs> wants to wear the Disney shoes that are bright red with her orange outfit, she is totally allowed. <laughs> I don't know if Mally would agree with that. I'm going to make sure she listens. <laughs> so it really is about something in us sometimes when it comes to power struggle. Yeah. And we have to figure out where we're going to put our stake in the ground. Do I really want to be upset about the shoes? Or is there? am I really upset that it feels like she's asserting authority over me bingo you know and so you have to kind of figure out again the parent has to check themselves but if we give children choices sometimes that helps all together and we validate you know i recognize you want to wear those green shoes with your (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) have you ever thought about these over here you know and if she says no and she puts on the green one she the one to go have to go to school (laughs) looking like a fool So I think in that instance, just being able to provide a, a choice can help with, with alleviating or at least lessening right. the power struggle that goes on there. So same thing with, I don't want to go to bed us for Thanksgiving. Right. Well, you can't exactly leave your kid at home. Well, I think about, so that's Nora for context is five years old is my daughter's mm-hmm. kindergartner. But for me, another one I think about is somebody I know that they're kids melt down and cry every time they have to go see their dad Mm -hmm. they have mandatory visitation the parents are split up and they're Mm -hmm. teenagers now and Mm -hmm. how do you encourage and say that in that example of you have to go with them for thanksgiving you have to see that side of the family what do you do to try to encourage them and how do you say (laughs) when you don't want (laughs) them to go getting out of here right um so yeah that is such a tough one because adult circumstances impact kids on a different level right so they Mm. don't say that again slower that's good i will (laughs) i'm trying to remember what i just said Adult circumstances impact children at a whole nother level. And so for the child, we are expecting them just to understand what's happening. Right. But they oftentimes are left going with their head just twirling because they're like, I don't I don't know what just happened. Mm. Um, 
And then parents feel frustrated because they don't know how to deal with the response of the child when they're not, you love your dad or you love your mom. Why don't you want to go? And it's, it's really about them feeling like a sense of responsibility to the other parent. It could be that they feel like, well, one parent's already left me. How do I know you're going to be here when I get back? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things going on for the child. So you want to validate. I'm huge. So I teach something called the ACT method. And the first one is the A, acknowledge feelings, wishes, and wants. There is nothing wrong with you saying, I know that hurts. I'm going to write that down. Okay. You can just <laughs> go ahead and do your typing while I do my talking. I'm listening. Uh, and so, yeah, acknowledging feelings, wishes, and wants. So that's anything from um, I recognize that you're hurting right now. I recognize you're upset about that something to that extent Um, validating sometimes will alleviate the problem altogether because the Mm. child just wants to be heard in that moment Mm. so there's two uh ways of this act model the next one is when you need to communicate a limit and so that's the c and you communicate a limit by i recognize you're upset and if the child is reacting to you maybe being negative towards you you might say i recognize you're upset i'm not for talking to that way or I'm, uh, I recognize you're upset. We use our words for encouraging. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say no, don't stop. They hear that all day long. Mm-hmm. You say it's going to go one in ear, ear and out the other. So find out a different language. The T is think of an alternative behavior and if needed, implement a consequence. Mm-hmm. So I recognize you're upset. I'm not for talking to that way. You can choose to go to your room and calm down for a few minutes or you can choose to lose. And then you would name that consequence. The thing with the ACT method is you state it twice, you implement the third time. Because if you keep giving options, then they're going to be like on the 20th time, both of you are really frustrated, but the kid's already won. The kid, you, Now you've been in a power struggle because they're going to keep pushing that limit and that boundary. So you, that's what you do on the first part of the ACT. We were taught that as play therapists. And so as I've worked with children, I've noticed that that communicate the limit isn't always what they need. Sometimes the ACT method goes into this next one. The first one stays the same, acknowledge feelings, wishes, and wants. The second one is communicate co-regulation. Some children have no idea how to self-soothe. That means like when I'm upset, I could calm myself, anything like that. And they rely on you to do it all. Well, that's fabulous, but the whole goal is to give them the independence they need we want to give we want to return responsibility to them for that so that one becomes i recognize you're upset what can we do together right now to help you so if a child's going off to see another parent they don't want to go oh, i recognize this is hard for you what can we do right now to help you the child's gonna say i don't want to go let me stay and we have to we know there's two factors going on here number one the law So a lot of times judges are involved, all these things, and they're going to dictate where the child goes, when the child goes, all that kind of stuff. And then sometimes we know that they really love the parent and it is, they have to, they will want to go once they're there. We know they're going to be fine. But in that moment, we cannot not send them, right? (laughs) So I recognize that this is hard for you. Would you like to go take a walk before you go? Would you like for mom to hold you before you go or dad to hold you before you go? Um, Would you like to color? Whatever will give them some ability 
to bring that heart rate back down and to calm. I've recommended calm down boxes. That's where you um, have a box that can travel with the child. It's not a play toy. It is truly for the child when they are um, really upset or scared or anxious. It It engages the five senses, something they can see, taste, touch hear and smell and that can again travel with them so like something they could see could be a picture of you and the child well that's going to give them comfort when they're away from you yeah you know something they can smell it could be i often tell parents get something with um, like a cotton ball or a tissue and you spray lavender and chamomile on it that has a soothing quality too i think mallory sprays that on our pillows do it i think mallory sprays that on our pillows yes it does (laughs) it helps them to sleep we just i don't know why it does um other thing you can do is if there's a smell y'all like together like maybe vanilla ice cream is y'all's favorite together spray it with vanilla and you know put that in there and then too you can always write a note to the child while they're in there if they're able to um read and just say you know thinking about you always in my heart you know those kind of things so that's another way that you can communicate co-regulation and the last part is think of an alternative behavior like let's go sit with your calm down box let's take some deep breaths together that kind of thing and that can help them as they're doing that transition a little bit it's tough it's not always fun and happy times of the holidays and some people dread it no (laughs) absolutely not Um, And that kind of leads me to the next one there is that I think sometimes as parents or uh, whatever, even kids, we can have high expectations. And I was telling you earlier about a meme that says it's a letter board and it says um, you've got high expectations. Why don't we put those lower? lower lower okay there you go you know and it's such a societal thing too of the pressure and the desire to make the perfect thanksgiving and you got to have the perfect christmas and this year especially when everything's been so bad that you want to have something great and have all the right things and it matches and your house is perfectly decorated you're making a face right now (laughs) you you've seen those huh you feel that pressure a little i've seen those and i'm like oh that is too much pressure just go ahead and bring your own turkey to my thanksgiving (laughs) absolutely turkey so yeah lower the expectations kids are going to be a hot mess especially if there is a lot of transition going on it's going to be out of the norm we know kids thrive on predictability Hmm. and so when that predictability spirals outward it's going to be chaos well the good thing is this year's been so calm and predictable that everything's fine right right? (laughs) you know just let's just quarantine this thanksgiving right and but everybody's wanting to get together right and what does that mean for your household to get together it will look completely different this year possibly than it has in past years so you know for children who enjoy their favorite cousin coming over that might not happen so you as the parent again or the caregiver have to give a little bit of grace that they just might not be as happy as they have been in the past and Mm. so sometimes i'll tell my parents you know we often will say i want you to take out the trash and be happy about it you know we're gonna go to thanksgiving and all of you are gonna be smiling (laughs) and that's fabulous but um good luck you know so are you more focused on them getting to thanksgiving or more focused on them being smiling Mm. all day there are you more focused on them taking out the trash or more focused on them being happy while taking out the trash you can't it's almost like you can't really have both they're going to sneer at you when they have to take out the trash but they took out the trash (laughs) 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 i'm gonna go but i'm not gonna like it okay but we're going yeah Yeah. okay i'm gonna consider that a uh whatever a win a win thank you language just left me that's all right so yeah being able to really know what you're expecting 
really know what you're expecting on there will be um, helpful. And then, like I said, just go ahead. Whatever you're expecting, just knock it down a notch. So, like, even would you, like, recommend come up with a list? Like, you sit down as a couple or if you're a single parent that you would write out, like, literally what your expectations are? So, do you mean, like, if we go to grandma's, this is what I expect from you? Right. No, I think it's more because here's the deal with children. We know they can't remember over three to five rules. So I don't know if, if everybody knows that. Say that again. Okay. So most children cannot remember over three to five rules. So if you have a chore chart, for instance, got 10 things on there and you wonder why you have to remind them all the time. I can't remember 10 <laughs> I things. I can't remember. <laughs> so three to five rules is about the average that we know the typical person can remember a list. Hmm. And so if you, again, you have to look at what's the most important here. The most important is can we just make sure we leave at 8 a.m. because it's a three-hour commute to the Thanksgiving thing. Right. Um, the kids can sleep in the car. You know, like I said, you want to lower those expectations that you have for them. Um, again, if you know it's going to be a fight to get them to go to the other parent's house. Okay, so what are you going to do the night before to help them in this transition yeah. are we going to sit and you're going to get to choose the movie and we're going to have some fun together tonight before you leave mm-hmm. um those kind of things so it's you know if you have a chore chart or if you have a, in your mind a list of expectations you want to make it easy to communicate that they can understand it you don't want to give them multiple tasks and one thing yeah so being happy about taking out the trash you ask them to do two things to be happy and take out the trash. They, it's not going to happen. They're contradictory. <laughs> I don't like taking out the trash. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> and I'm not going to be happy about it. Um, so just make sure that, that you don't ask for too much from them. Now, it will be good for you and your spouse or you and whoever it is that are the caregivers in the home to go, hey, let's, it's going to be an out of ordinary day. You know, some of the things we normally get on them about, let's just give them some grace. So that kind of conversation can happen. Um, Absolutely. I hope that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, it's okay. great. And I don't know, you might have told Mallory this, that she is definitely the better parent. So I'll brag on her for a minute. She came up with this laminated piece of paper in Nora's room. And it says her morning routine. So when we're starting school and trying to get in the habit of kindergarten, it's brush your teeth, it's uh, change your clothes, and it's pick up your room. Yeah. So she wakes up early naturally. She's an early riser. She's up before we are normally. So without having to say anything, all because Mallory just took the time to put that paper in her room that's laminated and pictures that mm-hmm. shows her what it is, she brushes her own teeth, she gets her clothes ready, and she goes and cleans up her room. We woke up the other day, and she had already picked up everything. I was like, this is like magic. This I is know. great. But it was See, clear. you didn't even need it my magic fairy steps. dust that I had. That's right. <laughs> so it was really, that was a win for us. And again, it took a few minutes. It took a, a couple conversations of planning, and it has been great. And that's one thing I'll say about when children are struggling with different things. It will take extra time Mm. on our end. Because we're the impatient ones. (laughs) They're willing to do whatever. uh, You need to get over this like, oh, you know, two seconds ago. It's been a day. Um, Come on. But it will take some extra time, but it will be worth it. Mm. Because the end result will be that that child knows you can handle their emotions. Mm. You can handle whatever they're bringing your way. And they feel safe enough to bring that to you because there won't be backlash for what they're experiencing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's good. And then I'd probably say the very last thing. Perfect. Get you in and out 30 minutes or less. That's right. Better parenting. Humor. Okay. So this does not, let me explain what humor is not. It is not making fun of someone. Mm. It is not embarrassing someone. So humor is just being able to 
play a game and just be able to laugh on a silly game that gets them up and active. Um, I'll never forget. I went over to Justin and Angie's one time. Well, I think it was me and Brian and Caroline uh, for Thanksgiving. And he had a kicking contest. Oh, yeah. He still does it. It's become a tradition. Let me just tell you, I nailed the shed. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even get it over the shed. I nailed the shed. And, you know, just a little backstory for me is I don't have any family outside of Brian. So both my parents are deceased, um, no contact with other family. So they took us in um, at that time. And I'd spent a couple of other thing, um, holidays with, with the Hagler's. And so being able to do that and laugh and not think about what you don't have or what you're missing out on yeah. is pretty powerful. Um, you walk away going, wow, I felt pretty darn good. You know, it could have been a whole lot worse. But, you know, have fun. You can laugh with people, but this is not a time to criticize or to uh, make fun of any family member, right? So yeah. because we don't know what that person's struggling with and always and that kind of thing. We want to make fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe deserving of it. But nonetheless, we want to show, again, for modeling behavior, we just have to consider what our humor models as well. Absolutely. My parents were great at this. We played family games. They were big board game people. There were some tears sometimes. <laughs> it didn't always end well, but they kept at it. And I feel like I'm not where I want to be, but I'm a better sport than I was because they taught me how to lose. I mean, really, it was being my dad would win. He wouldn't let us win and try to go and I'd get mad about it. And we try to play together. But it was something fun. It's something we have memories on. We can laugh on now. Yeah. But finding those ways to do that. My kids now love dance parties. I'm oh, not, wow. a, not a big dancer. Would never choose to dance. It's not my <laughs> thing. But they just want to spin around in the living room and play music. And we do a dance party if they clean up and to celebrate. Do you have a disco ball? They got one. It's like a LED light. Yes. Mallory got it last year. Year and they love it. I have one. <laughs> We've seen Brian dance moves in the video this week. All right. Well, we obviously need some practice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But they dance yeah, parties, they love it. It's three minutes. Good. It's free. <laughs> it's something. I mean, seriously, you don't have to go and have a big reward and have no. all the stuff of Mallory likes to put a song on, we'll clean up, and then we celebrate at the end and dance. Oh, I love it. I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. And so I hope nobody ever sees video of that and never gets released. <laughs> But it is fun. It's something we enjoy, and they it's look forward to it, and they ask enjoy. about it. I say, everybody go to Evan's window and watch uh, the next dance party. You don't want to see, I promise. <laughs> so will you recap those three things real sure. quick, and we'll, we'll call it a day. Absolutely. Um, they are, of course, as the parent or the caregiver, model the behavior that you're wanting um, from the child. Lower expectations over the holiday season. You're out of sync. It's... Um, out of ordinary, it's not as predictable mm. as it normally would be uh, throughout the holidays, and then humor. You've just got to be able to laugh some of this off. Absolutely. So one last thing, because this is a question I get a lot. What is a indicator or something that you would know that it's time to go to counseling? Okay. So if it's a parent that's like, my kid's doing this, is this normal? Is normally the first question, right? Yeah. And I was a youth pastor for 10 years, and they'd come in and be like, is this the only thing? Am I the only one? They do it. They want to feel like they're okay. And then it's a matter of, is this something that we can just handle in the house or need to go to that next level? So as a counselor, do you have kind of something that you would recommend? Every situation is different, obviously. And I think everybody would benefit from going to counseling if we're real. <laughs> but if there's something that you can kind of judge and say maybe that this is a step that if you feel like you're struggling with these things or it's hard, this is when you should come in and see me, Perry, or anybody else at Clint Davis or really anywhere that's a sure. Christian-based counselor. So I would say just, you know, like you said, every situation's in different without knowing any dynamic or anything, if somebody were just to ask me that, like you just did, um, then I think my typical response is if the response you're receiving from the child 
is not proportionate to what's going on. Mm. And that continues. And you've seen, like, they've been fine, and then all of a sudden you've started to see an increase in these behaviors. Like, where did this come from? That's probably a time to, to talk to somebody. Sometimes um, we've just got to shift our parenting a little bit, and then the child settles back down. Sometimes something's just happened that they don't understand, and they're trying to process it, and they don't have the tools to do it yeah. um, on there. So that's probably the best thing that I would say is if you just notice that the response is – just wow that's really big for something so small then you may want to just get some wisdom from a absolutely counselor well, that's great clint davis counseling google it put it on there the website check mm-hmm. them out and if you are interested in attending counseling maybe have financial issues or have questions i'd love for you to email me evan at the simple and we can try to set you up and connect them and we are big fans of counseling personally for me and i think as a church as a whole we're trying to remove that stigma it's not like you're a bad person you're not a failure mm-hmm. if you go to counseling it's not just for crazy people no but it's something that i've benefited from personally we've benefited as a couple and as a staff i think most of us are on the way to healthier i won't say there yet but we're trying to figure it out and be better so perry thank you for your time thank you for what you do invest in our community and people and i hope y'all will enjoy this spread it around pass it to other people subscribe apple podcast spotify anywhere you want to listen to this and send it to some family members before you go to see them this thanksgiving maybe help everybody (laughs) thanks perry you're welcome listening we would love for you to subscribe so you don't miss a single parent stuff podcast coming up over the next couple weeks we're bringing in different guests and we'd love for you to listen and tune in with us if you have any questions or things that you have about simple church about parenting in general or need help please email evan at the simple evan at the simple and check out our other podcast backstage with the simple church where scott will interview different people in the church what's happening at simple church and it's a lot of fun check out backstage with the simple church anywhere you listen to podcast.